whatever we need is still found in the house. Come on, somebody. Time out for the people of God running hither and thither looking for a solution when it's in the house. Amen. Don't remember where we left off, but we're going to pick up with Psalm 92. I believe we left off with set your house in order. That should have stuck with all of us. Set your house in order. When he told Hezekiah that, and he made a profound statement to Hezekiah because surely you're going to die. But ain't it, ain't it a good thing to know that you still have the opportunity and you still have the ability to show God your heart and he changes his mind about you? That he turned and told, uh, told the prophet to go back and tell the man, the king, that he just added 15 years to his life? Amen. So guess what? That means God can add to you when everybody else is trying to take away. Come on now. Let's go to Psalm 92 in the verses 12. Let's begin reading at the 12th verse, and we're going to be reading down through the 15th. Let's read. Okay. Oh, 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 right there. Shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. A cedar is a very endurable tree. A cedar is what they built the house of God out of. Because it was the best wood in the forest. Amen. It lasted longer than anything. Amen. And he said... The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Palm tree grows up, but it flourishes out. It leaves and its branches flourish out. It goes straight up and then its branches reaches out. When we get to the house of God, we ought to be reaching out for him. We get to the house of God, we ought to be like that palm tree. That palm tree gives ways. We ought to give God ways when we come into the house of God. Because he said we were going to be like the palm tree. If you were going to be like a palm tree, you ought to act like the palm tree. And give God some ways and give God some praise. <laughs> 13 verse says, 
those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the court. Planted in the house of God means that you got to be planted that your roots will grow. If you're not planted, you don't live. Come on now. Planted means that you got to be put in the soil. And most plants have to be put in soil that gives fertilization so that it can get nourishment that it may grow. But your nourishment and, and, and your fertilization is in the courts of God. So we're supposed to be planted in the house of God that we can flourish. You will not flourish if you're not planted. And you got to be planted in the right place. Am I right about it? You got to make sure that your feet is secured in the house of God. Because guess what? That's where all of your nourishment come from. That's where your spiritual nourishment come from. That's where your spiritual outlook come from. That's where your spiritual eyes is open. Come on, somebody. That's where your spiritual wisdom is obtained is in the house of God when you are planted in the house of God. Fourteen verse. They shall still bring forth fruit. And they shall be fat and flourish. Oh, they shall still bring fruit in his own. When you in God, age don't make God no different. Come on, somebody. I know that's a fact because Sarah and Abraham had a baby at a hundred. Come on now. In your natural sense, you know that was pretty much impossible. But with God, all things are possible. If you're going to give up on somebody, just don't give up on God. Huh? You might give up on yourself, but don't give up on God. God said you still were going to bring fruit in old age. You're going to bring forth spiritual fruit in your old age. Because guess what? The Spirit of God don't get old. It's just your body. Huh? Come on now. And the Spirit of God will put some strength and some stability and some ability in your old body during your old age. Because the Spirit of God is not old and it is full of energy. And the anointing will cause you to move. When the anointing come up on you, don't care how old you are. Huh? When you think you done went your last mile of the way and God sent a, some anointing, mm, come on somebody, and cause you to move when you thought you couldn't move. Wow. 
you're going to have spiritual vitality. Huh? You're going to be rich in God. You're going to trust and love and be content in God. Because you're going to feel like you ought to feel is I got everything when I got God. Amen. 15 verse says, To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. You're going to flourish even in your old age, and you're going to have, you're going to be a living memorial showing that God is upright. And that God is your rock. Somebody got to know who you're standing on. And you got to be standing on the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. And then it said, because so you're going to show forth that there is no unrighteousness, not in you, but no unrighteousness in God. Come on, somebody. That's if you stay in the house. These things come through you because you stay in the house. Come on, somebody. And when we stay in the house, that means when we stay in the house, we blossom when we get out there. Why? Because you've been planted. And anything that's been planted that's got life in it, what does it do? It blossoms. Come on, somebody. So you're supposed to have some spiritual blossoms coming up out of you when you leave the house of God. Psalm 100. Uh-oh. We messed up already. Huh? <laughs> we messed up when we, before we even read verse 1, ain't it? Let's read verse 1 so we can be convicted. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, when you get here, you ought to show God some joy because guess what? At least you ought to be joyful that he kept you another day. At least you ought to be joyful that you didn't go hungry today. You have still had a roof over your head. You might not have had everything in your pocket that you wanted, but you had God. And that was enough for you to come in here and make a joyful noise because I still got God. He covered me today. He kept me from the pandemic. He kept me alive. So I'm going to make a job and noise unto him. Yeah. Verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. Wait a minute. Is serving the Lord got you in a strain? Something is wrong. Huh? Come on now. If you can't serve the Lord in gladness, if it's making you sad to serve God, there is an issue that's going on with you that you need that yoke destroyed. Come on, somebody. You got to get to a point that you can serve God in gladness. I'm glad to serve God. Huh? 
It got to. It can't be a put on. It's got to be a come on. Come on now. This thing has got. If you plant it in the house of God, this thing has got to be built in you. It's built in me to praise God. It's built in me to come into his presence with gladness. It's built in me to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, when we was in the world, we made all kind of noise. Huh? We want to know everybody know who came into the party. Huh? Ain't that right? Y'all stepped in the room. The party is here. The party is here. Uh, but now we step off in the house of God. We say, Great Lord is that. Uh, like you got to hide your baby. How you doing? You are what you think. If your praise is pitiful, so are you. Come on, somebody. Because he said, make a joy for Noah. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Huh? If you can't serve the Lord with gladness, everything you're going to get is going to be sadness. Third verse says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that had made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and, wait a minute. If you no longer belong to yourself and you no longer recognize and understand with the approval that God is Lord, something is wrong with you. You didn't make yourself. God caused you to be made. And he, he made you through generations and generations and generations that he kept the same promise from the day that Adam and Eve came into this world until this day. God still is the maker. It is he who made us. You weren't responsible for you getting here. Huh? You didn't add not one thought to how you was going to be made. Am I right? Because he made us and not we ourselves. And we are his. My Lord, we are his. So if you belong to him and you are his, you ought to be willing to praise him. Put some thought to it now. You belong to God. He said that you are his. And he's the almighty God. He's the all-powerful God. He's the all-knowing God. And you got a problem to praising the one that knows it all, keeps it all, and has it all? What's the matter with you? Come on, somebody. He already then took you from the hands of your enemy. And we were doing everything that he wanted us to do willing and unwillingly. Whatever he said, that's what we did. Amen. 
trying to keep you out of the grace of God. But because of his loving kindness and because of his tender mercy, he pointed at you. He said, I'm going to get you out. Huh? Come on, somebody. And then the Bible goes back and tell you that he reached and pulled you up out of a horrible pit. Woo, we was in the worst kind of way. Come on now. Our life was messed up from the flow up. Come on now. And not only was our life messed up, we were trying to mess up other folks' life. Huh? And because God straightened you out and got you on track and you can't praise him for getting you on track, you can't keep your feet planted in the house of God for getting you on track. Something is wrong with your psyche. Come on, somebody. It said, we are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Wait a minute. First of all, he identified that we are people. Huh? Second of all, he identified that we got to be humble as sheep to be in his pasture. Come on, somebody. In a pasture is where the sheep gets all of its necessities. It gets its food in the pasture. It gets its sleep in the pasture. He gets his protection in the pasture. And God said that you are sheep. You are people, but you are sheep. You got to have the spirit of a sheep. A sheep is a follower. Not a leader. Uh, a sheep is not one that knows where he's going. He got to be led where he's going. So we got to get in a practice of letting, allowing God to lead us into his pasture. And lead us by the still waters. Come on, somebody. God is trying to lead us and we come on. Shortcut to hell. Huh? Because you didn't get out of the pasture. You didn't get out from under the sheep's the, the, the shepherd's protection. Because you decided not to stay in the pasture. Oh, we done messed up again. Lord have mercy. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his court with praise, be thankful unto him and bless, huh? Bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. All of us messed up tonight. We should have entered into that gate saying, God, I thank you for another day. Huh? Come on, somebody. Lord, I thank that you got me here to the house of God. Huh? And, and and then he said, and into his court with praise. We messed up there too. Because then none of us come in here praising God. 
Lord, I thank you for another day. Thank you for your keeping power on today. You kept my soul. Lord, how much. See, you got to come in here making this thing personal. Amen. You can't. We, we, it's time out for us to look, look around to see who else going to give him praise and give him glory. You got to make this thing personal. Amen. Because what God got to give you is personal. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Give him some affectional praise. Give him some praise that mean it. If verse says, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all generations. And that was the main thing we should have been saying when we came through the door. The Lord is good. How do you know? Because he kept me all day. Huh? I could have been dead and sleeping in my grave. But he kept me all day. I could have been up in the hospital fighting for my life. But he kept me all day. I've been around so many different folks. But the Lord decided to keep me today. So what's the matter with giving God his praise? What's the matter with blessing his holy name? For his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all generations truth gonna be here when don't nothing else be here Walsh you better get away from him he was a big one don't get me get the late comer Thought I'd throw that one in there. <laughs> his mercy, God, his kindness is everlasting. The love that God has for you will not run out. Come on, somebody. God's love is not like ours. Our love swaps from person to person depending on who it is and how much you want to give. But God's love is everlasting and it changes not. Come on, somebody. Amazing. Show you how much God loves you. God loved you when you didn't even love yourself. Huh? For all the stuff we were doing to ourselves, and for God to still want to save us, we wasn't worth it. Huh? But it was because of the magnitude of his love that he allowed his love to step in 
and chose you to be saved. You didn't choose God. God chose you to be saved. Don't let your salvation get away when God has chosen you to be saved. Come on, somebody. You got something that everybody in the world, not everybody, that said a lot of people in the world don't have. And that's being chosen to be saved. Come on, somebody. Well, so the next time we get ready to enter into his gates, let's remember to give him thanksgiving. When we get ready to enter into his courts, let's give him some praise. Come on now. It's not just a praise team job. Everybody in here should be praising God during the course of the service. Amen. What you give God is what you will get back. Come on now. If you want some joy, give him some joy. Huh? And they would say, make a joy for noise. So if you want some joy, you give God some joy. Amen. Psalms 91. Verses 1 through 4. If that be far as I want to go. Are we there? Let's read that first verse. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Wait a minute. He that dwelleth in the secret place? In order for you to know what a secret place is, you got to come to the house of God. Come on now. You enter into the house of God and God allow you to enter into his secret place. His secret place is not the, not the, the wood and the mortar and the bricks, but you got to come to this mortar and the brick to enter into the secret place. Everybody don't enter into the secret place of God. But those that love God enter into his secret place. Those that love God and go by God's plan enter into his secret place. Those that, that, that reference God's word will be allowed into the secret place. And he said, when you enter into the secret place, you shall abide under the shadows. You know what I mean? Under the power of God. Huh? Good God Almighty. That when you reach, when you get into that secret place, you'll be abiding under the power of God. Huh? Where God's shadow is is where his power is. And he said, you're going to abide under that. Mm. Just like when the eagle spreads his wings and the little small eagles runs unto their shadows because they know his protection. 
is under the wings of their mother. Huh? Amen. When a storm comes, if you got a if you got a chicken yard, a storm comes, and, and, and the mother hen is out there calling for the little chicks, and what she do, she stands to a point, and they all runs up under her, and she squats. Because she is their protection. Why are we always trying to run from our protection? Huh? Your protection is under the shadows of God. Come on now. Stop running back out there because of the look of fair weather. Sometimes we fair weather saints, you know. If you get fair weather, we think we don't need God's protection then. Baby, you need God protection whether the sun's shining or not. You need God protection whether it's cold or whether it's hot. Amen. Verse 2 says, I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. Can we truly tell God that and mean it? From our hearts, God, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely on, and him I have my confidence in trusting him. Where is you putting your confidence? Depicts on how much you love God. Are you totally dependent on God? Amen. In any circumstance, don't matter what it is, your leaning post has got to be God. All right, Walsh, come back now. I told you where to go. <laughs> My God, he's a big one, too. <laughs> Third verse says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fowl and from the noose. Wait a minute. The, 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 the main thing you should have grabbed out of that, that he shall deliver you. He is your deliverance. Come on, somebody. He's going to deliver you from whatever trying to snag you. If you trusted in God, don't make no difference who is trying to build a trap for you. God said, if you're depending on him, if he's your refuge, your fortress, and your God, he is your deliverer. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. And he would even deliver you from the deadly pestilence. Ah, yeah. uh, all sickness ain't unto death. But that the glory of God would be revealed. Huh? We, we, we holding up God's glory. We holding up God's glory from being revealed. Yeah. 
God's glory supposed to work in us. Come on, somebody. We supposed to be a people that can speak by authority. Come on now. Not by fear, but authority. Well, I guess God might. Huh? What happened? Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> it was hard for me to teach with Coco Waltz running around here. You're supposed to be able to speak by the authority of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came with power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Why are we still operating in fear? Why are we still operating in maybe? We got more of maybe folks in the, in, 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 in the kingdom of God than we got positive folks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What would have been God's reason for giving us the Holy Ghost if we're going to live on Maybe. What happened to I can? What happened to your positive affirmation in the Holy Ghost? Why is it you, you got to wait on somebody else to come by and say, uh, you can make it? If, if you'd have been listening to the Holy Ghost, he'd already told you what you can do and what you can't do. But we depend too much on other flesh to tell us, to, 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 to get us motivated. If the Holy Ghost can't motivate you, baby, ain't, what somebody else is giving you is some false stuff. Amen. For verse says, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield. Wait a minute. He's going to cover you with his wings, and under them, you're going to find trust and refuge under him? Why are you looking for somewhere else to get it from? Why are you so fearful you ain't going to make it? His truth is. Look what down. He said, his truth is his faithfulness. Good God Almighty. God is faithful. Huh? Come on, somebody. You know what I found out? If God tells you he's going to do a thing 
It actually don't even, re- it, it, it don't even depict on whether or not you believe God going to do it or not. Because if God so far and goes so far and says he going to do a thing, for God to say a thing is for God to do a thing. So it really don't matter whether you believe God or not. God going to do it. But the thing the matter, the fact is, if you don't let that, what God do, build up you on your most holy faith, you was the one that losing out. Because your next move might be based on your faith. God already proved to you what he'll do. Huh? Now you know what he's saying when he proved to you what he'll do? And now he's telling you, stand up and be counted. Be counted in the faithfulness. Come on now. So the next move will be on you. How much you believe. Huh? Come on now. Stop looking for God. The ball will feed us all the way through salvation. Because it ain't going to happen. It is required for you to grow. In the power of who? His might. Not yours, but grow in the power of his might. Hmm. Psalm 122. Are you there? Let's read verses 1 and 2. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. I was glad. Wait a minute. Glad to come to the house of God? Some of you act like you got to pull hen teeth to get here. Huh? Some of us act like this is the last place we want to be. Come on now. To come to the house of God, you should and I should be glad. You ought to be glad because there may be something that God want to give you on any given day. And when you don't want to get to the house of God, that's probably a good reason why you're not getting what you really need. David said, when they said it was time to go to the house of God, I was glad. Huh? That was my refuge. That was where my fortress is. Huh? That's where my fortified place of being safe is. I'm safe in the arms of God. Come on now. That's why I get my strength. I get my deliverance. When you get to the house of God, guess what? If you come into the house of God, 
with the right attitude and the right praising attitude and the right thanksgiving attitude, the things that bother you in your body will have to stop until you leave here. And I know that's a fact. Huh? I done come here knowing that I had to come here and teach. I done come here dragging this left leg because of the pain. But oh my God, when the anointing set in. <laughs> when the anointing set in, Robert, it was like I had a new left leg. Come on now. I get to hopping around and then my daughter tells me, all right, now you're going to be hurting tomorrow. And you know what? And nine times out of ten, she was right, but I was enjoying the moment. I was enjoying the moment of the anointing of God that was on me that allowed me to do what I do. Amen. Then the next morning she see me. But it didn't have nothing to do with what I was getting done when I was getting it done. Amen. So be glad when it's time to come to the house of God. You don't know what God got for you. Come on now. It don't have to be a a, 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 a sickness. Be glad to come to the house. It could be a mind thing. God might want to clear some thoughts in your head. Come on now. It can be some something going on with you that you don't even know nothing about. And God corrected because you came to the house of God with praise and thanksgiving in your heart. And God did some correction in you that you really didn't know nothing about. David was glad because David probably was saying, I got some issues in my life, but I'm so glad to get to the house of God because that's where I can get them corrected. That's where I can get rid of That's where I can get new life. My feet are standing within his gates. Huh? Come on, somebody. Standing on his feet. Well, standing, he had to be standing on his feet. Huh? In other words, he was simplifying a strong stand. He was simplifying that he wasn't moved from the house of God. Why are we so quickly moved to another gospel? Why are we so quickly moved? By what the world said over what God said. Don't let what the world said override what God said. God's word is the only thing that's got some stability to it. And the only thing that's really got power. Huh? Come on now. Hmm. Start looking for the power of God. 
and stop just being here just to be here. Start looking for the power of God to fall into place. Power of God don't fall into place because we ain't looking for it to fall into place. Huh? We looking for praise team to do what they do, pastor do his sermon, we go get our chicken. Good song, good praise, and boy, that chicken sure was good. Ain't look for the power of God to fall nowhere. 